This is Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. Thank you for joining me today. Today is March the 11th, 2021. Sorry for my lateness there for those who are on my podcast. Uh, but uh, we're here uh, live. And so we're going to talk about rules for holy living and uh, what, what Christians should do. And, and we're just going to read uh, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Uh, uh, so uh, it, it goes like this. Since then, uh, Paul was writing to the Colossian church, okay? He says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, or of God. Set your minds on the things above and not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden within Christ, God, in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. And this is where this, is where this uh, minister that was talking today on... Um, uh, on the radio, uh, really, this really uh, hit uh, home to me uh, because uh, I, I see uh, a lot of of people in, in this in this area here. Um, and, and and let me read this again. It says because of uh, in verse seven it says you you used to walk in these ways, okay, uh, the ways of excuse me, my my dog is in the background barking. Um, belongs to earthly. Uh, you used to you used to walk in this area of earthly nature of sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. So there's a there's a there's a coming of the wrath of God, right? Now now you got to remember that God in in the in the Old Testament, people would look at God at that time would be like. Hey, you know, this is God of, of, a, of a mean, angry God with a white beard and wanting to destroy the earth. And, you know, but all what he really wanted to do was just love people and have people love him and have a relationship with him. Uh, but yet he couldn't get through to them because people were stubborn. Right. And so 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 and then the, the God of the New Testament shows a God of love and mercy and grace, uh, wanting a relationship with mankind. And so, so people got confused, you know, back in the old days. I'm not talking about today. And maybe some of those guys who are atheists uh, uh, probably think of this way too, where they think that there's a God in the Old Testament that was angry and, and mean and, and uh, jealous. And then there's a God of the New Testament who's different. And he's about love and purity and kindness and mercy. It's the same God. It's the same God. It's just that God came into earth to be with mankind. And he wanted to show mankind who he really was. And so, because of these uh, activities and before, because of these evil desires, uh, the wrath of God is coming. And um, it says here, the wrath of God refers to God's judgment on these kinds of behavior, culminating the future and the final punishment of evil when tempted to sin. Remember, that you must one day stand before God. We all will stand before God. And we will all be present 
and he will judge us according to what, uh, what we have done here on earth. Okay? Remember, he's given each one of us a talent. He's given each one of us a talent. And sometimes people don't even recognize what their talent is, you know? I, I wasn't a, a very good, uh, and I'm still, I still don't think so. My, my wife makes fun of me all the time. I'm not a very uh, eloquent speaker, you know. I, I don't, I still have my New York accent. There's words that I can't pronounce properly. Uh, properly. Um, there's, there's, you know, and I, I never saw myself as a speaker, someone to speak to people, to a congregation, you know, especially on things about God. But sometimes there's people who have testimonies, people who have uh, history, background in their life that they can share of what God has done for them. And, I, and those are talents. And, and people need to know your testimony. You know, before, when I was young, uh, we used to have testimony service. Like, you know, before... You know, the preacher preached and the praise and worship was over. Uh, they would always say, ¿Quién tienes un testamento? You know, who has a testimony that they would like to share and what God has done for them this week? And people would, man, automatically raise their hand up and go up to the front of the church and they would say, you know, my testimony is this, you know, uh, I was uh, was hungry and, and some sister gave and brought me food and or, uh, you know, my car was broken, and uh, I went outside, and I started the car, and it started. You know, these are testimonies of, of what God has done in our lives. And I see a lot of people that God, what God has done in their lives. And, and I, I would like for them to, to share with people what God has done. And that's a talent. Those are talents, testimonies. Let's continue on. You used to walk in these in these ways in the life you once lived. Okay? But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these: anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of the Creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. <clears throat> so, what this here is, is we must get rid of ourselves of all evil practices and immorality. Then we can commit ourselves to what Christ teaches. Paul was appearing to the to the commitment the believers had made. Uh, excuse me, he was appealing to the commitment that believers had made, and urging them to remain true to their confession of faith. And so, a lot of them, you know, back then, you know, in the, in time, right? Remember, we don't we didn't have uh, the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, and I think now. Uh, as, as what I've learned, uh, we are from the Martin Luther era of Protestant, of the protest that he has uh, uh, tagged the 95 Theses to the church door uh, and, and separated himself from the Catholic Church. 
And, and in there, you know, before that, uh, the, uh, the Nicene Creed has become the creed for every Christian at, in the time uh, to recite. And um, uh, it was in the time where Constantine, back in the early 300s, uh, Martin Luther came, of course, in the 1100s, but, but his thing was also about the Nicene Creed and, and, the, and the basic Bible teaching that wasn't being presented correctly by the Catholic Church, and therefore he separated himself from them by protesting uh, 95 theses or 95 topics, if we can say in in literal in layman's word, words, and is that 95 th things that he disagreed with the church, and so uh, that's what he he had uh, had done, and but yet though here we're talking about the commitment of the believers that they had made them, urging them to remain true to their confession of faith. And, and that was uh, the confession of faith at that time was, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose again on the third day. He was born of the Virgin Mary. And uh, those are basic, simple beliefs at the time when Paul was preaching. Remember that the Bible was not, was not done yet. These were all just letters being passed around from one place to another where eventually at one point in time in the late 100s, uh, the church started pulling together these letters from different areas and then attaching it to the Torah and the rest of the Old Testament. And then they came up with the old canonization of the Bible. And so, so there was no New Testament back then. So it, all it was was just about the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone. To everyone. <clears throat> uh, they were to rid themselves of the old life and put on the new way of living given by Christ and guided by the Holy Spirit. If you have made such a commitment to Christ, you are, re you are remaining true to it. So if you commit yourself to Christ Jesus, then these are the things that you have to put away. When you, when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you... you um, you 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 changed within within you. Uh, the Holy Spirit entered you, and should, you should have started to change your thought process. How do we think now? You know, before I used to think like this, and now I think in this manner. It's like putting on Jesus as we're living here on Earth, okay? And and that's what it, it says here, uh, and and. You have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of, the cre of its creator. Okay? So we have knowledge. We have, we have the Bible now. We have scriptures now that we can read and study and get to know who God is. And we can get to know ourselves better by learning who He is, which makes us a better person walking in the Lord. Okay? Or walking with Jesus Christ here on earth. And we need to, to, that's why we need to study. We need to be students of the Bible, okay? And once we, we do this here, we, we leave all this stuff behind. We leave uh, our earthly desires, the sexual immorality and impurity, the lust of evil desires and greed, those things that we used to have before. You know, I was talking to a young lady uh, in last week at church, um, uh, she's a young lady who has come to the Lord within about a year. 
been struggling all her life um, in in a uh, really dark world, and um, uh, finally some sisters from the church has pulled her out of the out of the the world that she's been walking in, and and you know we talked a little bit, and and uh, you know what it's a struggle. Even even today, she admits it's a struggle when you're living a certain lifestyle for so long. In the military, we would call it so wrong for so long. Um, in other words, you've been doing things the wrong way for a very, very long time. And, and now, when you have Christ Jesus with you and in you, now you start seeing the light and you start trying to do things the right way. For some people, when you accept Lord Jesus Christ, a lot of these things disappear immediately. But there are some that take time. There's some that might take months and some that would take years. And and it's a it's a daily battle with the enemy. And that's why in the scriptures uh, it says to pick up your cross daily. Meaning that we need to crucify ourselves. We need to crucify our sins. We need to remind ourselves that we are like Christ and that we need to we need to ask for forgiveness every day because Christ on the cross took our sins and we need to be like you know asking God for forgiveness every day for sin you see before you have to go to someone else and and they would uh pray over you and your sins would be forgiven but not no more now we can go directly to the father and see we don't, there's no temple that we have to go to. We have direct access to Jesus Christ, God the Father. And we can go to Him with our sins. But every day we must carry our cross. We have to crucify our flesh because of the sins of this world and the things that we struggle with. Okay, not everyone is perfect, but we can become better every day in the knowledge, okay, and in the renewness of our mind, right? And in the putting on of Christ Jesus, okay? Now, I'm not saying that we are Christ Jesus. I'm saying by putting on the newness, the new life. It's like putting on a, a brand new coat. And, and it's nice and shiny and clean. And that's what we're trying to emulate. We're trying to emulate Christ. We're trying to be like in His image. We're trying to be uh, where where. We struggle, but we can ask for forgiveness. We have strength through the power of His blood, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We seek strength because God is with us and He's never left us nor forsaken us. And that's why God forsook Jesus on the cross because that way He knew what it was like to be like that. And we didn't have to deal with that. We didn't have to face that. We don't have to feel abandoned because of God leaving us. He would never leave us. He tells us that he will go walking with us through the storm and not leave us. So why would we think that he would abandon us? But these are pretty pretty heavy words that I was listening to today in the in this little radio talk uh, in my truck and and <clears throat> you know when it says you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And I remember a lot of things that I did when I was a teenager. And when I was in the military and my lifestyle was so different from what it is now, you know, and, and I give all the all the 
honor and glory to God for pulling me out of where I used to be, how I used to live, how I used to think, how I used to talk, you know. Um, it was funny that today a young man in my job, you know, made a joke today, and I, I just looked at him with one of those looks like, man, why would you tell me a joke like that, right? It was, it wasn't a crazy, it was a crazy joke, you know, but, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I guess like later on, like, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those jokes that were not proper to tell someone when you know that that person is a minister or a priest or a pastor, right? And so I told him, I said, hey, man, you made that joke. You know who I am, right? You know, I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody, but, you know, I always try to remind people that, hey, you know what, I'm a pastor and, and I don't like joking like that. Or I don't like those types of jokes. And, um, and anyway, right, we went later on and we bought lunch. And, uh, and uh, I bought his lunch for him. And, uh, and he was like, oh, hey, thanks, man. You, know, you didn't have to do that, you know, and stuff like that. And, and we, go to, we go back to the office, you know, and stuff like that. And I, and I told him right there in front of him, hey, man, remember that dirty joke you told me. And I didn't think it was funny. But here I am buying you lunch to let you know that I forgive you and that you're going to be thinking about me tonight when you go to bed about that stupid joke you said and you shouldn't have told me it. You know, and he was like, oh, man. And everybody at the table that was eating with us was kind of like, oh, man, he put you out there, right? Because, you know, everyone was there, you know, all my partners at the job. But but he got the hint. He got the he got it right. So so, you know how you're going to go. He's going to go home tonight and start telling his wife about the joke and what he said to me and how I'm a minister and he shouldn't have done that and stuff like that. And it's just going to be sitting on his head like a burning piece of coal just sitting on his head. You know, because I forgave him and I bought him lunch. And so, so you know, it's just going to be like, man, you know. Uh, but, you know, those are things that, that you have to, in, in, in your job, in your school, where, wherever you're at in life, you, you're going to have people that, that are going to, you know, say things and do things. And you just have to, you know, remind them of who you are, you know, that you're a child of God and you don't appreciate uh, dirty jokes, or you don't appreciate uh, foul language, you know, and and stuff. And so it was it was pretty funny today, you know, especially after I bought him lunch and stuff like that, and told him that he was gonna go home and that really he wasn't gonna sleep tonight. He was gonna be twisting and turning because of what he said. And then you know I told him he's gonna have to go to church this weekend and then ask for forgiveness because it's gonna be bothering him all week long, all week long. Anyway. So, so this is the, the verse that really got to me here when he was telling this, uh, talking about the scripture. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And, and it got me to thinking of how, what God has brought me out of and what God has blessed me with today. You know, there's a lot, um, there's a lot that God has done for me um, and, and brought me out of. And um, and those are <clears throat> there are the tough tough times I've went through in my life here, especially right before I right before, during, and after I retired from the military. It was just a a rough time in my life, and it got me down to drinking and and uh, depression and stuff like that. And so I, I seen the the hand of God moved in my life, you know. And then He's blessed me with. <clears throat> 
uh, new family uh, and new friends and a church uh, and people who who love you and and, and uh, pray for you and stuff like that. You know, um, I'm always asking uh, for prayer. You know. <clears throat> I don't ever want uh, people not to pray for me because, you know, we're just, you know, sometimes we, we struggle too. Pastors, pastors struggle. I may not, I may not um, be in charge of a church or anything like that, but you know what? We struggle. We struggle with ministry and, you know, I'm a youth pastor and I always think about my youth and am I getting the message across to them? Um I think about how better to help my pastor in church. I think about how to better uh, help with the ministry, you know, and uh, how to better reach people out in the streets. You know, I, I already started to collect um, soap, and um, now I need to get toilet paper, and we're going to start doing those ministry bags again, and those little plastic Ziploc bags where you put toilet paper, toothpaste, toothbrush, a little Bible, Word of God, somewhere in there, and and start sending that out and just start getting people to pass them out again and share the gospel. We might not be able to talk to every single one of them, but you know what? Just giving them a bag with personal items, you know, goes a long way, especially when you give them a Bible so that they can read. So that's what we're working on again for this uh, later on this summer. Um... We'll try to get that going again uh, in our church. And I, and I wish that people out there who are listening to, to my podcast, um, uh, all it takes is, a, is a, a gallon Ziploc bag, and you just get, like, you know, toilet paper, toothbrush, toothpaste, um, a comb, um, some Q-tips maybe, you know, uh, some, some floss, um, you know, some lollipops, candy, uh, Granola bars, stuff like that. Put in a New Testament gospel or track or invitation to your church. And um, just go out there, you know, pass them out and give them out to the people, uh, to the homeless people, you know, because they're the ones who probably can't make it to church and probably they're the ones who need it the most. And remember, it's it's about giving, right? It's about giving. And, um, and giving is... Uh, uh, you know, what is what is a rich man going to do with a bag of toiletries, right? He's already have many, many things in his home that he can use. But a poor man or woman who lives out in the street and has no toiletries, no shampoo, no soap, no toilet paper, that to them is a blessing. That is worth its weight in gold. And not only that, is that you're giving them the word of Jesus Christ to them in their hands so they have the option of reading it. Even if they read one verse or one chapter or, you know, maybe they get to read some of it, that they'll be able to just read and get the word of God in them. And that's what's the most important, you know. The whole ministry of the church, the whole thing about the church is the good news. The sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that you can come encounter with. Sometimes being the the example at home. 
mothers and fathers, grandparents, being the example of Jesus in your home. Sometimes there's people who don't have a husband or there's a father raising children that doesn't have a wife. You have to still be that example of Jesus in the home. It's hard, I know, because like, you know, I, I was raising my boys by myself after I retired from the military for a couple of years there, and um, it was hard. And then trying to be an example of Jesus was even harder, you know, because I still had anger issues, depression, drinking. But God was changing me every single day. Every single day, God was cleaning me up from the inside out. And, and that's what the gospel does. See, so that I can look back and say, hey, you know what? Put to death, therefore, what belongs to the earthly nature. Just like it says here in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Put to death these things. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry. <clears throat> you rid yourself of these anger, of rage, of malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, um, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed. Every day, every day, the Bible uses many illustrations to teach us what happens when we choose to let Christ Jesus be in our lives. <clears throat> I, I want to turn to uh, real quick Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter five, fourteen. We're almost done. Just give me a couple of verses. Let me give you a couple of verses here. Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse fourteen. Right. Let me see. Yes. Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, and it says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore, and therefore all died. And in verse 15 it says, And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. You see, when we put on our new self, where did our old self go to? It died. It died. When we got baptized, we left the old man dead and buried in that water, in the baptism of uh, water baptism, okay? And when we arose, we arose as a new creation, a new being, a new person, leaving the old man dead and a new man risen. Okay, so he died for all of us. For those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And we need to live for Christ Jesus. We need to be out there for Christ Jesus. At home, at work, in school, in your neighborhood. Passing out scriptures, Bibles, doing something. Amen? Don't Doing something. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Let's go real quick to um, uh, Romans uh, chapter 6, verse 6. I know we read a lot of Romans here in the past six months or so. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. 
Romans chapter 6, verse 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. But because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Again, leading back to dying in the spiritual realm of being buried in the baptism water, rising up a new person. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if we go to Romans chapter 6, verse 4, verse 4 says, We were therefore, right here, buried with him through baptism into death. In order that that in order that Jesus, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life, and that is what the baptism in the water does. It helps create that new life in you, where the old man is dead, and we can live. In verse 5, it says, If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, and, and so that the body of sin might be gone away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And that's the message that I wanted to get to you today. And I just, I just wanted to, to, to touch base again one more time on Colossians chapter 3, verse 7. And it says, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. In the life you once lived, you used to walk in sin. But because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because you allow yourself to be Baptized in the baptism of the water, you have died to, to the old self and have been risen a new creation in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity, Father, to, to share your word, Father. Father, I pray for every household that's represented, Father God. Cynthia Howeth, blessings to her and her home. Griselda, Blessings to her and her home. <clears throat> Nancy, my wife, blessing to her and her children and her home. My daughter, Alexis, blessings to her and her home. Father, we just ask that you bless each one who are listening to the sound of my voice. Anyone else who tunes into this Facebook Live, uh, face, uh, fa Facebook live feed and also to the uh, podcast, Father God, I pray that anyone who tunes in, Father God, that you bless them and watch over them and keep them. Father, let your face shine upon them. Lift, up, lift them up their countenance, and Father, shine your face upon them, Father God. Be with them in their going and their coming, Lord. Father, we just thank you for, for all that you're doing in this, in this El Paso area, Father God. We, bless, we, we give you all the praise and all the glory, Father God, for all the things that we're doing in, in our church, at LifeGate Church, Father God. From the little small things, Lord, for the coffee shop to the offerings, to the ministers, to the pastors. Blessings to each one, Father God. We pray for our senior pastor and his family, Father God, that you continue to bless them, keep watch over them, guard them with your angels, Father God, and continue to put knowledge in them so they may be able to teach the sheep, Father God. For the sheep are hungry, and without a shepherd we're lost. 
We thank you for the shepherd that you have given us and provided for us. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing, Father God. Father, we pray for our city, the city of El Paso, Texas. We pray for the government, our mayor and the representatives, Father God, the county, the judge, all those representing in the county. We pray for our state, our governor, Abbott, Father God. We pray for their decision-making and their their ideas that they have to come up with in solving the problems with COVID and vaccinations, the border issues, crime, Father God. We pray for our country, our nation, our president, Father God, that he continues to seek you, Father God, that he that you reveal yourself to him, Father God. Even he's, yes, he's our president, Father God, and we have to pray for him. We pray that you give him knowledge, Father God, and wisdom to properly run this country, Father God. We're not praying for any particular party, Father God. We're praying for one man who runs this country today. That he has four years in this position. And we pray that he seeks your face, Father God. That he seeks your word. Father, we pray for the world, the Christian, the Christians all around the world who are in the mission field and who are being uh, hurt or, or perse persecuted for their religious beliefs, Father God. We pray for the church worldwide, Father God. From the United States to Russia to China to North South Korea to India to those who are in Iraq, Christians who are just a population of 1%, Father God. For those who are hiding in the mountains, Father God, seeking asylum, Father God. Those Christians who are in Egypt and those around Africa, Father God. All the Christians that are in Europe, Lord, we pray for them, Father God, that you continue to watch over them and bless them and keep them. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. And we thank you for the things that you're about to do. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you for chiming in in uh, Facebook. Uh, thank you, Sister Griselda, for uh, reminding me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's my time passed by me. And, um, and, uh, and I thank you very much, sis. I appreciate you calling, checking up. Uh, if, if you wouldn't have, I would have, time would have just slipped me by. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Please continue to chime in here on Facebook. Um, if you want me to send you my uh, Facebook, my uh, my podcast, uh, let me know. Uh, I'll send it to you so that way I can get some, some more people listening into my podcast as well. It'll be the same message, no video, but you know what? At least you get to listen to it while you're driving, while you're working. Uh, before you go to sleep, when you wake up, doing chores or whatever. Okay. God bless you. Thank you very much for being on with me. Good night. God bless. All right, there, everybody there on podcast, pastors, uh, 915 Pastors Roundtable. Thank you very much for, uh, for being, uh, on tune tonight, um, I am uh, making plans to to leave the city of El Paso today for for a weekend for four days, and I'll be back on Monday. Uh, please keep me in prayer for traveling mercies. Um, it's just been a long week. Uh, thank you very much. God bless you all. Um, peace be with you, and see you uh, next week on Thursday at nine one five Pastors Roundtable. God bless you. Bye.